The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss what's happening in marketing from an executive's perspective. Joining us is David Siegel, who's the CEO of Meetup, which is the largest platform for finding and building a local community. So far this week, David and I have talked about the great resignation's effect on marketers, and yesterday we got his tips for building a great community, and today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about David's executive thoughts on modern marketing. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with David Siegel, the CEO of Meetup. David, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be back again. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you here. Excited to pick your brain a little bit more. You know, we talked about what's happening in the greater landscape of the world with the great resignation, its effect on marketers. And yesterday we talked about your area of expertise, building a community. And I think that we actually missed something. There's the part of where your community fits into your marketing strategies. And we touched on this a little bit over the last two days of the world is changing. Our access to data is changing. The way people consume media is changing. And so I just kind of want to go back a step and talk high level. What the heck is going on in marketing right now? You've got this bird's eye view and specifically with what's happening in community. You've got a brilliant marketing team getting meetup out there. What are your thoughts on where we are in marketing, what's changing, where we can hang our hat? Just wax philosophic for a second here and tell me a little bit about your thought on modern marketing. Oh boy, you ask the CEO to wax philosophic, they're never going to shut up. We've got 12 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So we have 60 million members at Meetup who are part of about close to 300,000 different communities in 190 countries around the world. And obviously that doesn't just happen. There was brute force when we started our business. And brute force was essentially just emailing the heck out of people to get people interested in joining different groups and attending different events, which is totally not scalable and has increasingly more problems because of spam filters and opt-out rates, et cetera. So one major change that we have done is we are dramatically more targeted in our email and app push notification strategies. In fact, just in the last couple of years, a couple of years ago, we didn't even have push notifications in apps. And right now we have more activity in our apps by a shot of about two to one than on web. And we used to be meetup.com even without apps. So enormous growth with apps. And part of the reason for that growth 
is a targeted message that someone gets when they take a specific activity to nudge them to take that next activity. So a very specific example would be someone just became a meetup organizer. So now they need to be nudged to create a group. They just created a meetup community or meetup group. Now they are nudged to create their first event. They just created their first event. Now they'd be nudged to share photos from the event. Our communication has vastly changed from very email-driven and web-driven to most of our activity happening on the apps today. That's really interesting. I hear you in terms of the way that we use email is changing. We've seen with our cold email outreach strategies that people are just less responsive than they used to be. Maybe that has to do, you know, we're looking for sponsors for the MarTech podcast or any of our podcasts for that matter. We're looking for podcast sponsors. And when we reach out to them, it's at times cold emails. We've got some other strategies and we've seen that our reply rates have decreased dramatically. The list that we're using and that we've sourced is the same over the last, I don't know, four or five years. And the copy is the same. So people are just responding less to that channel. And I think it has to do with we have the access to be more targeted and more specific and be more event driven as opposed to just random. And so now people realize that you have capabilities and your customers know good marketing when they see it. So we've got changes in our communication strategy. What about some of our advertising strategies, content strategies? What do you think are the changes in those places? Yeah, I think you're seeing an intersection, meaning companies that were not publishers or content businesses getting significantly more into content. So Meetup is a tech company. We're a big platform, but we built a newsletter with 3 million people in the newsletter. We built a show that has a couple hundred thousand people that attend Meetup Live. You say a show? An online, once or twice a week experience called Meetup Live with a famous community organizer or someone who's written a book about organizing. So yeah. Right. Dare I say webinar? I know it's not a very popular term these days, but you're presenting a live digital media experience. Exactly. Webinar. Boo. Live stream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like if we said, we've got a blog. Blog? What are you, 15 years ago? No, no, no. Now we're content marketers. Where every company <laughs> needs to be a media company. If I hear that one more time, and it's true, but I just every company is a media company, louder for the people in the back, like just rolling my eyes. <laughs> So you're seeing that intersection of all these companies that are tech companies becoming, like we said, media companies. And media companies need to differentiate because media companies are a dime a dozen and no one's really absorbing media the same way and they're becoming tech companies. So there's definitely that significant shift that's happening within the system as well. From a PR standpoint, we're also seeing a big shift in that the way that PR used to be is you got to get in the morning shows, you got to get in this guy and that, but the audiences of those shows have just gone down so dramatically that more people are focusing on frankly social media, on influencers, on finding influencers, and kind of modern day PR is social media. It's finding those influencers that can get your brand out there to an enormous audience, which is frankly usually much larger than a broadcast audience. And within social media, oh my God, is TikTok incredibly powerful. The number of boards that I'm on that have seen much higher ROIs and leveraging TikTok as a marketing technology is just enormous. We're going to be spending more money in TikTok than in Facebook and Instagram combined in July. It's been an enormous shift if you want to reach people that are not in their 30s and 40s, which is very important. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. 
But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. David, I'm going to ask you the hardest question I've ever asked someone on a podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. And for the record, Meetup team, if you're listening to this, this doesn't mean that David's going to change any of your marketing strategies. I'm going to list off a couple different marketing channels. And let's say you're in startup phase and Meetup is brand new. You've got a million bucks and eight people on the team, probably one marketer. Here are your marketing channel options. Email, PR, Mm -hmm. social media, podcasts, content marketing, meaning writing and blogs, and influencer marketing. Give me your top three when you're putting together a marketing team now. What channels are you focusing on if you were restarting Meetup? Okay. If you are really in startup phase, then PR has to be number one. And the reason for it, especially if you're a B2B business, I'm add, is because you establish legitimacy by getting the article in New York Times. That's not going to actually help you or Wall Street Journal, wherever you're able to get it. It'll help you fundraise, which is extremely important. So in terms of the vanity metrics that are very important to potential investors, PR can drive that. Will it actually drive true ecosystem growth and hitting KPIs and driving significant growth in your business? Probably not as much, but it gives you the ability to show like, look, I was in Forbes, look, I was in Fortune, look, I was in something, and that's valuable. So that's number one. You're a smart CEO. Hey, you're in startup phase. Doesn't matter how your business is doing. You need to show some traction, but let's be honest, show people that you're credible. Go get on the Wall Street Journal. That's it. Perception matters more than reality in fundraising. Right, because we all live in, I mean, I live in Silicon Valley. It's a dream world over here. It is. All right, so you got PR. Give me two more channels. Number two is there's just a brute forceness to email that can be very effective in early days. And frankly, in the beginning, you're kind of desperate. So you don't care about really spamming people because the alternative is they don't hear about you anyway. So I would get aggressive in terms of just getting your messages out there via email as meaningful as you can. And yes, the conversion rates are way worse than they used to be. But it's still from a cost standpoint, if you have a million dollar budget only, it's a very efficient ROI driven channel. Cheap, effective, and scalable. You're looking at email as a way to basically do cold outreach to people that you think are your prospects to get one more channel to pick. What is it? 
Can I say community marketing? I mean, podcast, podcast, <laughs> but no, go ahead. Podcast, the issue with podcasts. I think there was more podcasts developed in 21 and 22 than all in the history of podcasts combined, you know, the previous 20 years of podcasts. So there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of podcasts out there. I have my own podcast called Keep Connected. And it's wonderful. We get thousands of downloads and listeners to each episode. But I think that it takes time, it takes energy, it takes cost to really build a successful podcast. That would not be it. Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. Why are you picking community <laughs> management over podcast? I'm choosing community management because when you are a startup, the most important thing you can do is get feedback about your product, is to learn about what's working and what's not working. And the best way to do that is to build a community of zealous users who are using your product, who you have a direct connection with, not just an email superficial connection, but a direct connection with. So I want that feedback. Now, David, I'm going to ask you another tough question. How does that mix change when you have some sense of scale? So PR, once you're large enough and you're not necessarily in fundraising mode, I would definitely deprioritize that meaningfully. The thing I would prioritize the most once you're in scale mode is spending money in display and search and different paid marketing channels. The amount of potential dollars you can reach in search, social display is enormous. And it takes a long time to figure that out. And it's going to be a lot less cost-effective in the beginning. But from a scale standpoint, that's where you could go from a $1 million revenue business to a $100 million revenue business because there's just so much there. All right. So you're figuring out product market fit. You need vanity when you're a startup. You get to scale. Now you can start to buy traffic and have something that's a little bit more predictable. And at some point you get to the enterprise level and then people start looking at your unit economics. Are you pulling back on PPC? Are you having up on content? Are we doubling down on community again? What's it look like at enterprise scale? Yeah, I mean, the thing that everyone looks at is your LTV to CAC or your lifetime value to customer acquisition costs. People tend to want to see a two to three X lifetime value to customer acquisition cost. So if they're not seeing that, then their ability to next raise more funds or invest in the future is going to be challenged. So yes, if you're not getting to two to one or three to one LTV to CAC, then you are going to need to start pulling back to try to find more efficiency in different channels. Yeah, I think that at the enterprise scale, one of the tricks are starting to develop those organic growth channels and maybe podcasts is a fit at that point, but also community as well. David, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and answering my hard questions. Meetup team, hopefully David's not going to change any of your marketing strategies after this conversation, but I appreciate you coming on and being my guest. Tons of fun. Thank you so much. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to David Siegel, the CEO of Meetup, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with David, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is David Meir Siegel. That's D-A-V-I-D-M-E-I-R-S-I-E-G-E-L. Or you could visit his company's website, which is meetup.com. If you're interested, you can also find David's new book. It's called Decide and Conquer. You can find it by searching on Amazon. I'm sure there's bookstores around you have to have hard copies. But either way, it's a great book and you can learn a little bit more about David and his marketing strategies. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. 
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.